Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, episode number 53. I'm your host, Jacob Andre, and today I'm talking about how to accelerate healing with your mind. So if you'd like to know more, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jacob Andre, and for over a decade, I've trained everyone from children to elite athletes to move better, feel better, and perform better. While a thorough understanding of fitness and nutrition is vital, underpinning that is mindset. And I've come to discover just how important it is. I've worked with literally thousands of people. And more often than not, it's the ones who win the mind game who succeed in the big game. So how do they do it? This is the Mind Your Body Podcast. G'day and welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. My name is Jacob. I'm your host. And today we are going to go deep and we are going to go woo-woo. So I may lose some people as we go through this little journey, because I've decided that I'm going to go deep on the stuff that I truly believe in, the stuff that I've been getting into, and the stuff that I have seen work with the people that I've been working with. So I'm going to make no excuses for where I'm at in life now, what I'm seeing working, and where I'm going. So as I said, some people may drop off and go, this guy has absolutely lost the plot, and I can't respect him anymore. And some people are going to go, this guy is my tribe. He is completely aligned with my vision, my direction and everything that I believe in. And those people are going to be attracted to me like a magnet. So before I get into this week's episode, I want to let you know that the two-week intro package for my training is open. It is a two-week intro package worth $97. Head on over to jacobandre.com. We'll put a link in the show notes to go and check that out. Then click on start here and you can get started training one-on-one with me as part of the training for maximizing your performance as an athlete so that you can reduce any risk for injury and perform at the top level. So inside this two-week intro package, there is wellness consultations. That's like the keystone of everything. There is physical inductions, health screenings. We do, you get personalized programming. You get one-on-one support from me. You get access to our Facebook group. It is phenomenal. It is the best value for money, in my opinion, for what you get versus what you pay. It is phenomenal. And this two-week intro package sets the foundation. Someone said to me a long time ago, you need to build a foundation so solid you can shoot a rocket off it. Because imagine what a slab of concrete or whatever it is that they shoot a rocket off would have to be like in order to withstand that force to shoot off. It's not just like laying a slab of concrete for building a house on. They're literally shooting rockets off into space. So lay a slab so strong you could shoot a rocket off. And that is what I have intended to do with this two-week intro package. And if you decide that it's not for you, you don't like it after that, then you'll go away with a whole bunch of information on yourself that you'll be able to use to maximize your performance. And if you do decide to continue training after that, well, then you have created a very, very strong, solid foundation and done all the work that we need to do in order to see the success that you want to see. So let's get into this week's episode. So how to accelerate your healing with your mind. This this has been sort of playing on my mind a little bit lately because as you may or may not know, I've always been a little bit woo-woo. I've said that I'm living to 200 based on modern medicine and the direction that's going in. I'm very, very scientific, but I'm also very, I'm going to use the word woo-woo a lot because um, a guy who I really admire and look up to is James Wedmore. He has a podcast called the Mind Your Business Podcast. And it's actually where I, I took this name, the Mind Your Body Show from, or was inspired by that. And he sort of went off in this direction a little bit too with this, and he used this term woo-woo. So it is a little bit more alternative. And so in 2010, I started 
studying a graduate diploma in psychology. I finished that in 2013. And then I started teaching psychology at a high school. So that's my extent of formal qualifications in psychology. However, I've done a certificate um, or co and course in neuro-linguistic programming. At the moment, I'm doing, I've subscribed to this membership within a platform called Mindvalley, mindvalley.com. I am in no way affiliated with them. I don't get any financial incentives to promote them. It's just that I'm doing it and I'm finding it to be absolutely phenomenal. And I, it's my desire, my passion, my drive to help people to be happier, healthier and live a more fulfilling life. And if I need to share what I'm doing and the wins that I'm having to do that and it promotes other people, then so be it. Then I'm going to do that so that other people can have a great life. So I've been doing this Mind Valley. I signed up for this Mind Valley uh, membership and the stuff which is in there is phenomenal. There is so much there's so many courses in there. It was actually, it's actually similar to what I wanted to create with my online fitness studio and is where I'm sort of going with it and bringing in different yoga instructors, for example, Pilates instructors, running coaches and things like that to do different uh, sessions, programs, courses and, and things. So this Mind Valley platform is full of these people who are really killing it in the and, and just massive, like just amazing people in terms of manifestation, energy work, healing, fitness, psychology, you name it. There's just weight loss. There's so much stuff in there. And I'm doing this Silver Ultramind course. And it comes from a guy called Jose Silva, who if you Google that, you'll probably go down a rabbit hole of information uh, on all this stuff. And in fact, the Silver Ultimate stuff does remind me a lot of the NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming. And so I think that I've always believed that we are capable of so much more than what we actually use with our, with our brain. And if, when we look at placebo, the, the placebo effect and how much uh, the, the crazy stories that you hear about uh, people with placebo like it's crazy it's it cannot be a coincidence that all of these people are having these results or the, the curing ailments curing things like cancer with pills for example made of sugar and water because they simply believe it and belief is a major part of it so stay tuned for next week where i go into a little bit more detail on how to manifest but and i also really want to talk a lot about manifestation i touched on it a little bit in the episode interview with graham glassford but which is on officiating in sport, but, and I, and I want to do give you some of my own experiences with manifestation, but listen, that's for a future week, not for today. Where I do want to go with this is the healing benefits that I've seen from using your mind and things like neuro-linguistic programming in the silver ultramind system. So let's go back to a story. So earlier today, in fact, I met with a friend and I was asking how they were going. And she said that she's got a sore back and I asked her a whole bunch of questions as you would normally do. Now, I'm not a physio, I'm not a doctor. So anything that I say right now is not in any way to replace modern medicine. Modern medicine is great, but I think that it can be supported by some alternative methods. And so what, what I said, what she was telling me was that she started hurting her back. I asked her questions, you know, was there an event? Did something happen where you hurt your back? Because often, you know, you fall off a bike, you get a sore back and it continues to hurt. No, there was no specific event. Okay, was there an accumulation of something? Were you doing a whole bunch of, for example, heavy back squats where you've got a big bar on your back, you're doing lots of squats and you've heard it? Or 
you know, over time where you're doing lots of jumping or something where maybe you're doing vertical jump training, you're training for basketball or where you're doing lots of running. Was there something? She said there was nothing out of the, out of the norm. Everything that she had been doing was just within her normal everyday routine. And so at this point I should state that she is a chef in the Navy. So as part of being in the Navy, there is a physical requirement that you need to keep fit and healthy and that they do training the training that is set for them so she was going along and doing the training there was nothing there was no twinge there was no trigger of any type that she felt any pain or anything started to hurt um and there was there's nothing wrong with the training that she was doing it just all of a sudden and she said probably a few months ago i think she was saying about four maybe five months ago it just started to hurt so i went okay well if it's just sort of come out of the blue what's going on so I asked her if she'd been to a physio, super important, you know, you go to see a physio or a chiropractor or a doctor, but you know, when it comes to the body, it's probably best to go with a chiropractor or physio. Chiropractor is going to look at your bones, your skeletal system, as well as the other aspects of it, like muscles, tendons, ligaments, and so on. Same with a physio is going to look primarily at your bone, at your muscles and tendons and ligaments, but also going to look at your bones, just like a chiropractor. So they're both complementary. And in some cases, I think it's best to go to a chiropractor. In some cases, it's best to go to a physio. And in many cases, it's best to go to both. Because if you think about it, if there's something wrong with your back and it's your spine, if we were to stand you up as a skeleton, strip all of the meat off your body and stand you up as a skeleton, you would simply collapse. It is your muscles which hold your skeleton up and move your skeleton. And if you're watching the video of me on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, I'm using my hands a lot, being able to use my hands and move the bones around in my arms and hands and fingers, it's my muscles allowing me to do that. So I asked her, have you seen a physio or chiropractor? Have you seen a medical professional? And she said, yes, she had seen a physio. And the physio said there was nothing really too wrong with her. You know, she was tight in her glutes. You just need to do some stretching. You need to stretch and loosen up your glutes, maybe even other supporting muscles like your hamstrings, quads, hip flexors, lower back. So then she went to a chiropractor. The chiropractor said that she had some scoliosis. Now, scoliosis is where there's a bit of a twist in the spine. It can go in different directions. It can be like an S sort of shape if you look at it from in front or behind, or it could be overly curved in forward or back um, if you look at it from side on. So there's different um, ways that, you know, so you've got scoliosis, you've got the different ways that the brain, sorry, that the skeleton, the spine uh, can get caught into different positions. But ultimately, in terms of realigning the spine, while there could be some stuff going with the bones, you can manipulate it with the muscles because it's the muscles which move it. So ultimately it comes back to muscle work. And so I think the stretching is great from what the physio said. So what I was saying was in my experience as a strength and conditioning coach, I have seen some really good benefit from doing some end range strength work. And this comes, I was, this comes from an interview that I did with a guy called Lucas Aaron, uh, who is range of strength. You can look him up on Instagram. There's the episode with him on the mind your body show. Just look up Lucas. Um, and I think it was called creating uh, flexibility through strength training. Um, but Lucas Aaron is his name and his range of strength. And so what happens is when you take a muscle out to its end range and you create a contraction, you can create really good flexibility as a result because what's happening is often when we are doing exercises, we're contracting the muscles. So you do a concentric contraction, which is shortening the muscles, eccentric, which is lengthening the muscles. And then you've got an isometric contraction, which is where the muscle stays in the stationary position, but it contracts. So when we're doing exercises, for example, concentric and eccentric, so shortening and lengthening, 
you are not necessarily always working through the entire range. So you get strong in within a range of motion or ROM. And what often happens is we get injuries when we take a muscle out to its end range and then contract it because the muscle is not used to being in that end range in that lengthened or stretched position and then contracted. But if you do this systematically through going through your appropriate levels of competence and progressively put the muscle under a contraction at increasing levels of range, then you can improve your flexibility up until the point where you get to your end range and you create a contraction, particularly if it's an isometric contraction and you can safe, generally safely do it. So you take your muscle out to its end range, to its stretched or lengthened position, you create a isometric contraction and then you release it. And this is kind of what's happened. This is what is happening in PNF stretching. So, which is for example, where you've got a partner, you're laying on your back and you put one leg up in the air, your partner with your leg straight um, puts their shoulder on the back of your leg on around your calf area and they push it gently to your end range. Then they ask you to contract. So you squeeze, you press against their shoulder with your calf with a straight leg for five to six seconds. You release it, you take it back out so it's not stretched anymore. And then you go back gently and safely to your end range and then you repeat that two more times and what will happen is you'll end up getting a little bit further each time so what you're doing is creating some uh some movement in some flexibility in the muscle you're creating that room that space and over time this is a phenomenal way to create flexibility stretching works but it's not the best for improving flexibility and so this pnf stretching or even like end range strength where you're getting to a point where you can increase the intensity of the contraction where you might be lifting heavier weight, for example, you can, your body adapts, your body is always listening into what's happening, what you're asking of it and adapting. So when you take it out to its end range, put it under contraction, it will then lengthen the muscles and allow those muscles to become longer because it's trying to adapt. It's going, oh, okay. They want me to be able to contract out at this point. So I need to create some room for myself. So they ultimately end up uh, lengthening. So I was telling her about this method. However, I then said, having done some energy work with uh, energy healers and um, universal forecasters um, and the neuro-linguistic programming stuff, which is ultimately neural being the neural pathways, the nervous system, linguistic being language. Um, so neuro-linguistic programming, using language to program your nervous system, as well as the silver ultramind system, where you're using you know, meditation and visualization and all this sort of stuff. By doing, by, by understanding and diving into this and learning more about it, I understand that emotions can cause different things. So, for example, one of the, I asked her if there was anything emotional at that point in time. And so without going into detail on her personal life, there was some like underlying ongoing emotional stuff, but there was nothing that happened in that moment. But what can happen is that there's some underlying emotion of some form, generally negative type or considered negative type emotion. And someone has hurt themselves, they hurt their back. And then straight away, the brain, the brain needs that tangible kind of uh, experience to go, okay, this is this, I understand this. When there's emotion um, and there's like this negative emotion, like depression or anxiety or whatever it might be, sadness, then the brain go, and there's a, a physical like an injury or pain of some form physical, the brain can link that up and associate it and go, oh, that's what that is. And so then 
in order to make sense of that emotion, that negative emotion, that state that someone doesn't want to find themselves in, they can link that up and go, oh, this is back pain or this is whatever pain, this is this injury. So we can then, so you can do what you, as much as you like to try and improve that and fix that, but you're not going to ultimately fix that unless you fix the emotion. It reminds me of a lady I worked with actually who had this crippling back problem that she couldn't get rid of. And it was so, to me, glaringly obvious that it was emotional. She had some very serious um, emotional trauma from her teenage years. And I knew that her pain had been linked up in some way and there was multiple pain. And so it was, she really needed to work through the emotional, you know, um, the emotional pain in order to fix the physical pain. She was linking it up physically. So I was wondering if this friend of mine earlier today was um, linking up some kind of emotional pain to this. I don't, I don't know. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. However, what I did say to her is this is how you could use your mind to help you improve your physical pain. So if you've got this lower back pain, yes, go and do what the physio and the chiropractor has told you to do. The stretching is going to be great. Do the end range strength training, do all the right training stuff. Don't go and put a big barbell on your back, 20 kilo barbell on your back, load it up with weights and try and do squats because you're then going to decompress your spine. That's not going to be the best thing to do. So it's not just a matter of go and do whatever you want physically and just train hard, continue to train hard and just expect that the emotional stuff, working through the emotional stuff is going to fix it. You still need to be smart. So modify your exercises do you know maybe it's doing goblet squats which is where you're holding a kettlebell upside down in between both hands at chest height and then you do a squat maybe you modify and you do some knees over toes stuff where your heels are elevated on a slant board or maybe with your heels up on on plates or you do the sissy squats where your heels are free in the air and you're on the balls of your feet uh maybe it's doing you know lunges with dumbbells in your hand maybe it's doing squats with dumbbells in your hand don't go and load yourself up. Don't go and be silly. So modify your exercises, work using pain as a guide to what you can and continue to do. Do what the physios and chiropractors have told you. Do your exercises, do your stretching, do all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, I think the end range stuff is great um, doing it sensibly so that there is no pain. But then what you can then do is you can support that. So this is not what I'm talking about is not to replace modern medicine, but to support and accelerate modern medicine and so here's a couple of points as to what i would suggest is worthwhile working through so the first one is to think of your ailment in the past tense because when you are thinking about something in a present tense you are identifying with that ailment so if you're using terminology like i have a sore back or my back always hurts these are comments which are you know permanent pervasive uh, and so it's, you know, sometimes that they pervasive meaning that they go through multiple areas of your life. You know, when I sit down, my back hurts. When I get up, when I exercise, my back hurts. So they're pervasive, they're at multiple areas of your life and they're permanent. Like I am this, you're identifying as that I have a sore back. So rather than identify with that, talk about it in your own mind in the past tense. And just simply using that terminology, I used to have a sore back. Now the trick and the dip or the difficulty for people in this is that they go, oh, Jacob, I can say that all you like, but I can feel the pain in my back. And so I might sit there and 10 times in the morning, like a positive affirmation, say, um, first of all, they might say, I don't have back pain. I don't have back pain. I don't have back pain. So 
to that, your subconscious mind does not work in those negative statements like don't. It doesn't recognize the don't. So when you say, I don't have back pain, it skips out. It's, there's no difference between I don't and I do have back pain. All it sees because it works in symbolism, in pictures, so you get these symbols which are usually pictures, not always, but usually pictures, but they're symbols, which your subconscious mind is only picking up and recognizing back pain, back pain, back pain, and you think that you've got back pain. So don't, first of all, don't do that. Don't say, I don't have back pain. Think about not having back pain. So think about feeling good. So you might use affirmations like, I feel good. My back feels amazing. I feel great. I can move. I'm so grateful that I can do, you know, that I can move around freely. And you might not be able to actually do that. So then people then go, yes, I can say that all you like. I feel good. I love how I feel good, but I can still feel the pain in my back. And that's where it becomes very difficult to believe it. And this is one of the aspects of manifestation, which I'm going to talk about on another episode. But what you need to do is continue to say it to yourself and visualize. So we're going to get into visualization in a moment. But for this one, we're thinking of your ailment in the past tense. So use terminology like I used to get back pain or back when my back used to hurt all the time. You know, so if you do continue to feel back pain, it's a moment. You go, oh, that back pain is back right now for a moment to remind, and it's reminding me of what it used to feel like when I used to have it. So you see how you're taking it away from being something which is permanent and making it something which is fleeting or passing. So this, this back pain that I'm experiencing right now is just passing through. And it's similar to when I used to have pain in the past, when I used to have back pain, but then continue to use the terminology. Um, I used to get back pain. This is just fleeting. Um, or when you do feel good, go, oh, geez, my back feels good. Remember when I used to have back pain. So start talking to yourself, your self-talk in terms of the pain being in the past. The next one is to relax. Now, there is a getting into utter relaxation is a powerful state. So when we're awake, we're in a beta brainwave state. So our brainwaves are operating at a beta level. Then when we relax, for example, we switch off and I turn off this podcast, I stop talking and I sit down and I just switch off, I just relax. That's going into alpha brainwave state. And then you go into theta. And theta is where you're in a deep, our level of sort of in your subconscious. And at this point, this is where when you're at the theta brainwave level, this is where feel-good hormones and neurotransmitters that can assist in building the immune system back up are released. And so you can get a so if you can get yourself to meditate and relax and get yourself down into these from beta brainwaves down into alpha and then ultimately down into theta brainwaves without falling asleep, which is the tricky part. And it takes practice. You need to meditate and practice getting down into these levels of brainwave states. Then you can get yourself into very, very powerful forms of relaxation, which can then result in healing. So you can get incredible healing when you're in these states. So regular meditation and practicing getting down into theta brainwave state is very, without falling asleep, is very beneficial to being able to heal yourself. So then the next one is to then visualize. So visualization is very similar to meditation. So often when you're meditating, you're visualizing. And so with visualization, visualization is about creating. You are creating, uh, sorry, is about receiving. 
when you're visualizing, you are receiving information. That visual picture is coming to you. Imagery on the opposite side of the coin is creating. So when you are creating an image, you are imagining. So imagination is creating an image. So going out and visualization is coming in and receiving an image. So when you're visualizing neural pathways are activated, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between true action in doing something and visualizing it. So if I was to kick a ball physically, actually with my body kick a ball, the neural pathways are activated to allow my muscles to contract and kick that ball. I can also visualize myself kicking a ball. And when I visualize myself kicking the ball, those neural pathways are also activated. My muscles don't react and don't actually kick the ball, but the neural pathway through the body of kicking the ball is activated. And there's this really cool study, which I came across a long time ago on bench press. And they studied three different groups of people over six weeks. They had a group which did bench press and only did bench press. They, I think they did three days a week. And I don't know what the protocol was in terms of reps and sets and so on, but they did um, six weeks of bench press three days a week. And this one group only did bench press. There was another group who visualized themselves doing bench press before they performed the bench press. And then as they were doing it, they were visualizing themselves getting bigger and stronger. And then a third group who only did the visualization. So whenever the group was doing the workout, they would be there visualizing themselves doing the, the bench press. And so don't quote me on these numbers because I can't remember it exactly, but it was something very close to along these lines. And it was the group who only did bench press had a 30% increase in uh, bench press um, results in their PB in like whatever their score was. So they improved their strength, their bench press strength by 30%. The group who did the bench press and visualized doing it had a 35% increase. And the group who only visualized it had a 5% increase. So you can conclude from that, that by simply just visualizing yourself doing the exercise, you can have a 5% increase in strength. And this has been seen in different areas with different types of tests. So Using visualization is very, very effective also for putting you into a position where you might not have been before. So confidence comes from familiarity. Familiarity builds confidence. So if you are not familiar with a, with a situation, you can get yourself familiar by visualizing. You can, in your mind, visualize what it would be like to be in that moment and put yourself in there so that then when you step into that Sit that circumstance or that situation, you can actually feel more comfortable while you're there, which in turn builds your confidence. So confidence comes from familiarity. Obviously, the best familiarity is doing it over and over and over again, but you can create that from scratch by visualizing yourself in that um, position beforehand and build that confidence. So the as I said, I mentioned the um, Mind Valley membership, and inside that there's a program called the um, silver ultramind system and inside there there's these two different techniques one's called the three scenes technique and the other is called the mental video technique they are two of my favorite techniques for working through and developing healing i'm actually going through it myself and seeing results for my own gut now i was getting for a period of time maybe even 12 months starting to get this like pressure and it was definitely stress related and removing the stress has helped a lot, but it was still, it came on again in about four or five months ago. And 
it felt like my stomach was swollen and hard, almost like a, um, like a baseball. And it was at certain times, it was usually when I was more stressed, but also high intensity interval training activated it. And so um, I, I went through, and I'm, never, I'm not saying to replace modern medicine with this, but I went to the doctor, I had my test done, you know, um, where you do the, the breathing test into that balloon thing and you get tested for heliobacter where you do stool tests and urine tests and all those sorts of things. Um, and then he even prescribed the antacids. But part of these techniques is to use, like, for example, a pill, which a doctor might have prescribed you, or an exercise, which you might be doing that was prescribed by a physio or a chiropractor to your advantage to visualize pretending that it's helping you out and again you do need to fully believe that it's working if you doubt yourself or don't believe it then it's not going to work but you can accelerate healing by going through and visualizing things so one of the things that i was doing was that i was pretending i, I visualized that i had this white like very very white bright light that emanated from both of my palms and so as i was doing my visualization um, this three scenes technique, for example, I had this white, very bright white light, healing light coming out of my palms and I was able to put it over my stomach and move it in a circular fashion like I was sort of moving energy and healing. And then I was also at the same time visualizing that my stomach was because it's full of all this fantastic flora, which uh, allows it to function, was that it was flourishing with this you know like i had this picture in mind of you know very colorful flowers and trees and birds chirping and bright you know sunshine and blue sky that that's what my stomach flora looked like it was just thriving beautiful nirvana place where everything just got along and and thrived almost like a scene from i think it's is it snow white where the birds are like chirping um almost like a scene from that and so there's different things you can use. It might even be that the pill that you take. So the doctor prescribed these antacids for me um, to help with any pain that I might've been receiving. It could be that that pill is this nice healing pill that bursts to life when it enters your stomach and heals. So whatever it is for you, for you, for you whatever you want to visualize, use visualization to your advantage. The next one is give it positive meaning. So when, um, or this, actually, this is what I just said. Uh, that was the one I just went on to. Um, so visualization, using visualization and then giving it positive meaning is what I just explained. Um, the next one, the last one is feeling the emotions. So as you visualize yourself living life free of this injury or pain, feel the emotions that emerge and feel yourself as being happy. See how this feeling uh, this healing allows you to show up as your best self to the world and how it benefits others. And if it can, if you can get to start to think about how it can benefit others, the healing can increase even more because you're passing that out into the world and you're creating this very good karma. And so you, you're seeing how this healing is allowing you to show up as yourself. You're feeling these fantastic feelings of freedom and lightness and uh, happiness and joy and being able to move freely again and do all the things that you want to do, you know, um, that you love to do or with your friends or with your kids or your loved ones and just doing things that you love doing and being your best self, being absolutely amazing. And then that experience, you being able to be your best self, that allowing um, others to benefit and reap the rewards as well. So the mind is an absolutely powerful thing. Uh, I want to talk, I want to end on a story from a guy 
called Bruno Klopfer, who was a, uh, a doctor. And he had a guy, um, and I'm not sure this was a while ago, maybe the 60s or so, he had a, a patient and that patient was covered in, in tumours, these big bumps all over his body. And he it was a Friday and he thought that this patient was going to not make it the weekend. And the patient was desperate and just said, give me. He knew that this doctor had been working on this medication and he said, please give it to me, please give it to me. And he was convinced that it was his last, last chance, it was last shot at healing himself. And so the doctor, also being back in the day, was like, okay, well, I've got nothing to lose. I, I'm, I'm going to prescribe it and give it to this guy. He gave it to the guy and he was astounded on the Monday when he came back and he was majority healed. So much of those tumours had dissolved, disintegrated away, and even what remained had drastically minimised and he ultimately had reversed this cancer that was 48 hours or so away from being terminal. And he then, after a few months, heard that that medication that he had taken actually wasn't of any benefit. There was scientific research showing it didn't actually help. And after he read that, he went back and he was having his regular checkup appointments with his doctor and the cancer actually came back. And so then the doctor, recognising a little bit about the placebo effect and seeing what, noticing what was happened here and going, well, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew that this drug didn't work, but he seemed to believe it. And it, it, it worked for him. I saw it, you know, either eliminate or reduce the tumors that he had. And so he said to him in a quick thinking way, Oh no, that's just because I didn't give you enough of a higher dosage. So I need to give you a little bit more and it'll be okay. So he gave him a higher dosage of this drug and once again, all the tumours went away and what was remaining was dramatically reduced and minimised in size. And then once again, a couple of months later, the, uh, uh, some association released all of these research articles saying that it was not an effective drug. It didn't work on cancer research. And unfortunately, that patient then not long after died because he started to believe it wasn't true. So belief is so important when it comes to any of this type of stuff. And I just want to mention once again, none of this is for replacing modern science. Modern science and modern medicine is very, very valuable and certainly has its place. But our mind, our brain is a very, very powerful resource and organ, and we can use it to our advantage. And even if it doesn't work, what harm does it have in trying? There is absolutely no harm if you are going to continue with the modern medicine. I'm not saying to give that up. There's no harm in trying to add on thinking how you can use you know, thinking to improve, accelerate, and support that modern medicine to help you out. Because in my experience, so often, People come with physical ailments, which just cannot be described, which are coming through from emotional baggage. And whether it is that or not, you can certainly support physical improvement through using your mind, whether it's visualization and any other strategy or technique so that you can heal your body. And I want to get on, get onto in future weeks, how you can actually improve your performance and 
um, attract your greatest desires, achieve your dreams and get what it is that you want ultimately manifest what it is that you want in your life. So I'm going down a little bit of a different path slightly at the moment. Interviews are still coming with all of the guests, but the stuff that I'm talking about is going to start incorporating some more of this, what I'm going to call woo-woo type mentality where I will never, I'm a man of science deep down and at heart, but I'm also open to anything and everything that will work. And I've seen crazy stuff happen and I can't wait to share with you some of my own manifestation stories as I start to talk about manifestation in a future episode. So if you've got any questions, please feel free to drop them off to me. Um, Let me know on Instagram, head on over to Instagram, look me up. If you're not already following me, Jacob underscore Andre, send me a message there. Let me know what you think about the episode. And uh, remember, if you would like to work with me, you want to know more about how we can help you maximize your performance to succeed at the top level, head on over to jacobandre.com and click the start here button to purchase your two-week intro package. So that's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful week and try out some of these strategies and let me know how they go for you. See you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. For more information, including all show notes, as well as all of our other episodes, head on over to our website at jacobandre.com.